Warning. Please note that this podcast contains strong language and touches on many topics that may not be considered appropriate for a work environment. If you choose to listen to this podcast where you can be overheard, we are not responsible for the consequences of your decision. You've been warned. out of hand. To go through and get business out of hand. Out of the way. Out of the... Ugh. I mean, our business does get out of hand. Let's it not does lie. It, it does. You can visit our business at xchromosomepodcast.com where you will have links to all our social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you see our Spotify, our YouTube, everything of that nature can be there. And importantly, it's got things such as our Patreon, our direct donations link, and our merch merch store. Yeah, we have merch. It's kind of exciting. I recently went through and posted some pictures on Facebook. I'll do them on the website, too, just so people can see it. Basically, I got the new phones. I needed a new phone case. So now I have Ilea's Rainbow logo with me all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty badass merch. And we'll be putting up more designs as things pop up, so keep, we want to try to be as independent as possible and as independent of sponsors as possible. So, everything is pretty much user-funded and what comes out of our own pocket that we could help. So, anything that you could help us with is great. Uh, we love all of our patrons. We love... Anybody that helps us, thank you very much. Without our Patreon patrons, Bill and I would just be screaming into the void, and it wouldn't be worth doing this. So thank you so much for giving us an audience for our uh, attempts to educate and entertain. And today is going to be a lot about education, but before we get to the education part, because of the first part of our podcast... Um, we've been hinting at this the past couple of weeks. We had a letter sent to us, so we do want you to email us with your questions, comments, feedback. Our email address is write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. That's write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. Me and Noel read everything. Um, I read most of the spam, but we actually go through and read everything through there. But we wanted to go through and read this letter that we received and talk about the issues at hand with it. Hi, Noel and Huey. They spelled Noel without the second L-E. I mean, everybody fails to get the name right, so we just roll with it. 
I'm in high school and live with my family. I was outed by a teacher to my mom and dad at the beginning of the school year. I explained that it wasn't a phase. They have been extremely distant. I have been cut off from many of my friends because my friends are afraid if they are around someone who is out with their parents, they might get outed. Because they aren't hitting me or saying things or saying anything that is abusive, no one believes me that life is for the worst at home. I know others have it worse than I do. I haven't been kicked out yet, so there's that. I can move out in two more years. They just treat me like I am a cousin that they're forced to take care of as a last resort. They treat my younger brother and sister like they used to treat me. They refuse to talk to me about it. My area doesn't really have anywhere I can go to get help. Everyone knows everyone. I miss how my mom and dad treated me before. I just want things to go back the way they were. Should I just get girlfriends for a couple of years and pretend it was a phase until I graduate and leave? Bye, NTS. Um, their email address was not today, Satan. So always remember to schedule time with Satan for starters, because we need some humor. That's this is a heavy letter. So here comes the jokes. Make sure you schedule time with Satan in your life. He just wants to help out. He was there with the knowledge of good and evil and free will and all that shit that was going to be withheld from us or whatever the hell God's ineffable plan was um, that we fucked up by existing. So that's that. And I just want to point out that anytime anybody compares anybody to Satan, the Church of Satan is basically like, oh, hell no, we're not supporting this person. They're a Methodist. Or Methodist. <laughs> um, Church of Satan is some pretty awesome people. And as they have pointed out, the only people who believe in a literal Satan are Christians. So, on to the real facts. Okay, NTS, this is Noel, obviously. Um, we're going to include some links in the show notes that I hunted down for you because there is no such thing as somewhere you can't get help. Some of these resources will help you navigate this coming out process that has been forced on you. Some of them will be pleased places you can contact for help. Okay, I'm an asshole. They're not all in one place. Some of them are as uh, great. Some of them are things such as, you know, uh, crisis hotlines, services, places to help you find resources so you don't have to live in misery for a couple of years. Um, I know Huey reached out to you uh, privately. And if you want us to read that response, just let us know. We will include it in a future episode. Um, but I didn't want to read that without both of your permission, uh, because that is specifically information for you. But there are tons of resources for navigating, coming out, being queer. Uh, and all of that, I'm really sorry that this teacher fucked you over like that, because that's desperately uncool. That 
really sucks. One of the places you can call if you're in crisis is you can contact the Trevor Project. Uh, their phone number is one eight six six four eight eight seven three eight six. They're twenty four seven. They're free. Can't can't call. Uh, they also have a text service. Uh, it's called Trevor Text. You text the word Trevor to one two zero two three zero four one two zero zero. They're available Thursday and Friday, four p.m. to eight p.m. Eastern. Uh, so if you message them outside of those times, you might not get a response, but there is someone who will be there for you. Uh, Trevor Project also has a chat program on their website, so you can contact them through that. There is the GLBT National Help Center. Um, they have a national hotline, which is one eight 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 four three four five six four. They're there. Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern. Saturdays, 12 to 5 p.m. Eastern. They have a youth talk line with the same hours. It's for teens and young adults up to age 25. That number is 1-800-246-7743. GLBT National Help Center also has uh, online peer support chat, same hours. And just a a bunch of stuff to help. So there are some numbers right away that you can write down while you're listening to the episode. Um, those are for emergencies. There are resources through things like Matthew's Place, which um, is a program through the... Uh, Matthew Shepard Foundation, we've talked about him. We've talked about why the foundation exists. There's just resources there, things things that can help help you feel not so alone in your tiny, miserable town, um, wherever it is. Because we live in a wonderful, a wonderful sort of time where you don't have to be alone anymore Um, so and it's difficult with parents um i have a strained relationship with my parents for different reasons and it fucking sucks i don't want to promise you it will get better uh, because it might never they might process how they feel over time and that relationship might be repaired. Um, I don't want to make promises, but you might get what you want. It's just not going to be really soon. And I know it. it's tough to feel alienated as a teenager from your family. And it really, really hurts. I wish there was more that I could do immediately to help you out. But hopefully the resources and the links that we'll attach to the show notes will have a little bit more. Um, If we had like a county and a state 
I could target resources a little better than national. But at least you now know where you can get started. I hope it helps. Let us know. And stay in touch. Because family isn't necessarily the people you have genetic material in common with. Bill is the one with all the feelings. So I will be his translator. Um, He also wants you to know, and this should go without saying, fuck the idea that someone out there has it worse than you. You have every right to feel the way you do. Your feelings are valid. Misery is not a competitive sport. There is no gold medal for suffering the most. Pain is intimate. Grief is intimate. Loss is intimate. Nobody will hurt the way you hurt about this because it is such a personal thing. So don't worry about people who have it worse off because this is kind of an equally miserable thing to be rejected by your family. Yeah, you got a roof over your head, but you're in a situation that is extremely un- extremely bad for your mental health, it sounds like, because, you know, you're cut off from your support network. Um, isolation is very painful. It's just as unhealthy in a lot of ways as being thrown out of the house, being made homeless over existing just has added difficulty factors to it. You know, it makes you more vulnerable. It makes everything a little bit harder because living outdoors is not fun when you have to do it involuntarily and there's no indoors to go to later um, when you're tired and you would like a hot shower and a toilet that flushes. So, yeah, some people have it different from you, but that doesn't invalidate the fact that you're grieving and there's a process to that and mourning is okay. You are allowed to grieve about being outed. You're allowed to be angry about that. You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to do whatever you need to do to process your emotions. You're allowed to mourn the death of this relationship with your parents. All of that is fine and good and healthy. Uh, don't bottle Don't bottle it up. Write in a journal. Um, call the hotlines. Do what you gotta do. But you you're okay you'll you'll be okay in the end there is another there is another side we're doing our best to make sure that your generation doesn't have what happened to uh my generation and the boomer generation a good number of the queer boomers are dead And that is way too many, and it needs to stop. So keep in touch with us so we know you're okay, and let us know if we can provide any more resources. Yeah, I don't have any jokes. I'm not a comedian, so I don't try to be funny. Um, yeah, that's this, this isn't really something that it's easy to joke about, even to like cut the 
mood in that regard. Um, it's one of those things where... Ugh. Yeah, my co-host is crying and can't words. And I'll just keep babbling and repeating <laughs> myself because I've had a triple shot energy. So this is going to be a hell of an episode once it kicks in. Um, buckle up, sunshine. <laughs> we're going for some science next. Uh, well, yep, we're going to be going for some science, but we're going to break up the science. Um... We're going to take a break so Bill can cover a minute. And this is normally where, if this was a podcast where we cared about sponsors and commercials, we would cut to a commercial so Bill could get his shit together and there wouldn't be dead air and babbling. <laughs> um, but we're going to cut to Patreon content uh, because we're going to just talk a little bit before we break up. So if you want to hear what we're going to talk about next, sign up for Patreon. I mean, nerd sports ranting. Um, I've been told bad poetry. Yeah, nerd sports ranting and bad poetry. I've been told I'm adorable in my enthusiasm about sports. So, and I will read bad poetry. Yeah, um, Bill's in a poetry workshop, and it's some gloriously terrible poetry. It's not Vogon levels, but if you get that reference, we'll appreciate this poetry workshop writing. After Patreon is all over, we. Received some. We received a message from. Yeah, we received some feedback yeah. on our podcast name. You know the one we researched before we uh, chose it. Chose. Nah, I'm so fucking pissed. That's that's. I can't even English with this guy. Before we chose it, I did a little research. Yeah. Um. So we received the feedback of. From someone named, I'm going to name the name because it's a very troll-like name, if you think about it very carefully. Oh my god. I didn't yeah. even register how dumb the name was, mm -hmm. simply because I was infuriated at the, uh, infuriated with just the statement. It was so dumb. It's so dumb and easily looked up. To not be dumb that I cannot words. The statement, and I quote, Well, actually, not all humans do. Some men are lacking an X chromosome, but thanks for being inclusive. Which I responded first with, Did you really just, well, actually? And then they all took it over. And I pointed out that, you know, one, this is something that you can easily look up. And two, we had done the fucking research. Um, Education.seattlepi.com. Question, can a zygote survive without an, an X sex chromosome? The answer is no. You need at least one X. There, um, Turner syndrome is an X null. Meaning there's nothing else. There's just one X chromosome and that's it. And that's viable. During normal fertilization, the zygote ends up with 46 chromosomes. Each chromosome contains a number of genes composed of DNA that carry a human's genetic information. Again, this is grade school level biology bullshit. Chromosomes organize the production of proteins that your body needs. 
one pair of these chromosomes are sex chromosomes. XX for, for one example, and XY for another example. I'm not going to use the terms because there's a lot of different permutations. There's XXY, there's XYY, there's X null, there's other variants that all contain at least one X, but each X chromosome contains 800 to 900 genes, which is approximately 5% of all DNA in human cells. On the other hand, the Y chromosome has approximately 50 to 60 genes, or less than 2% of the D of DNA contributed. Without an X chromosome, many necessary proteins would not be produced. Everyone has at least one X chromosome. Otherwise, you would not be viable you would not be here. Genes on the X chromosome, why? Genes on the X chromosome have important roles. For example, the DMD genes has instructions for making dystrophin, a protein necessary for heart and skeletal muscles. Dystrophin is also found in the brain's nerve cells. Protein appears to be involved in the creation of synapses that allow nerve cells to communicate. The CYBB gene provides instructions for a protein that combines with others to produce an important, en an important enzyme, NADPH oxidase. This enzyme functions within white blood cells called ph phagocytes to rid cells of foreign bodies. NADPH oxidase helps to create a toxic substance that kills the biological attackers. In addition, the enzyme helps regulate the healing process by regulating inflammation. Although a zygote cannot survive without an X chromosome, it is possible to have just a single X instead of the typical XX. That would be Turner syndrome. Um, it usually results in a miscarriage or stillbirth. However, one in every 2,500 babies who are X null are born with a form of, are born with a, um, one in every 2,500 is born with a form of the condition each year. Um, individuals with this syndrome are much shorter than average. They often do not go through puberty without medical intervention. Most are unable to reproduce. In addition, Turner syndrome is characterized by physical traits such as heart defect, ex defects, excessive skin around the neck, and skeletal problems. So I was a little bit more ferocious in my response to this super trolly thing. And again, this is something we looked at in, looked up in two seconds just so we would have it to read to you before the show. It took less than a minute. Less than a minute. You know, I just recently... Uh, and, and Bill found it, and Bill's not a trained reference librarian, so there's no fucking excuse for people to be that... Well, actually. Look it up. Well, to be honest... You posted that to him after you said, basically said, don't come at a uh, reference librarian without sources. <laughs> oh, and... <laughs> so you just looked up the link I looked up for you. Yes. And I posted it because it had all the facts. Why am I, why am I going to not follow the lead of a reference library? I mean, I, I did burn this guy down uh, between patients uh, I had like five minutes. I got to my next site early. So I burned this guy down in my spare time. Which was all of five minutes. That was to compose, look up, post, and from my phone. So there was extra time spent in copying and pasting links because that's hard to do with thumbs. 
Oh, I was so mad. I'm still mad. I'm still mad at the fucking arrogance. There has a there was a, a meme slash thing that came through about and it's about science in general, seriously. It was and I will say that I am guilty of this in regards to math. And basically no matter what you tell me for math, I will still be the same way for the first part. But basically it was why do we have to learn this science? It's not like we're going to use it. And then it was followed by, the Earth is flat. Vaccines cause autism. And just like a bunch of stupid things that you learn in your elementary school science class. I mean, come on. I might hate math, and I might not be good at it, but I know it's important, and I know people that can do it, use it, so I can live a better life, because they do the math. Just because I like it doesn't mean it's not there, and doesn't mean it's not right. Same thing with science. I I get notifications if the page gets mentioned or messaged on Facebook and I'm like oh we got a message this will be oh no he didn't oh he did oh that's that that's a bold choice see how that works out for him really dodgeball <laughs> yeah it was bold and uh really dumb because we are not going to tolerate mansplaining bullshit on our podcast. Yes, we have a man. Yes, he sometimes explains things. Yes, he's cishet and white. But sometimes we need him to explain things to other cishet white men. Because they're dumb. Speaking of men, since I think we went through and um, tapped out this topic pretty much. I just thought about this a little bit in the middle of the podcast, but it's, I think it's important to go through and mention in regards to this. Every year I do a charity for the Movember Foundation, where I basically slowly, at a snail's pace, regrow my facial hair because I never shave because it takes forever to grow. And I go through and do this for charity purposes. Now, we've had... I I have mental health issues. I'm open with those mental health issues. One of the reasons why I do Movember is because of the stigma men have about getting help and mental health issues and talking about their problems, their anxieties, their fears, things of that nature. In this will probably this podcast will probably go out after November is over. I'm not doing this to try to do any quick fundraising or anything like this. I just want it to people to know in the spirit of the what it is behind if you are a dude that's listening to this 
it's okay to get help. If you are a guy that's listening to this, if your buddy needs to talk, let them talk. If you have a male friend, a lot of us aren't going to talk. So if you think something's wrong, I'm not saying force them to talk, but... You're saying force them to talk. Gently and with love. Pretty much, yeah. Um, But at the same time, you need to show that you are open. And this isn't just like posting on Facebook saying that you come to me at any time. You have to pretty much... And I know this is putting more labor onto people that don't need to have labor, but unless someone knows that they can actually talk to you, no matter no matter how much you say you can talk to me at any time, it's going to feel like you're going to be burdened. There was just a... I put a quick post up from a graphic just a, that popped up that... Um, I had posted earlier for my Movember fundraising page. Dear men, you too are allowed to take time to process, to heal, to rebuild whatever they left broken inside you. You too are allowed to let yourself feel whatever it is you need to feel and then let it go. You are not weak. You too are allowed to be human. And that is super, super important. One of the things about intersectional feminism is also about break, shattering gender, what's thought of, about with gender and things of that nature. One of the things that we have to keep fighting is to ask for help, no matter who you are. So, I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, good, yes. And that's that sort of brings the this, this show full circle because we opened with somebody asking for help because that's a cool and manly thing to do. So here we are, back at the top of the hour. Um, I was pretty badass that you were all open and shit like that too. Um, you've come, you personally have come. I'm gonna fucking talk on you a minute, and this is absolutely going in the podcast. Here, we do not cut it for Patreon. I'm an asshole. I reserve the right to cut it to Patreon. Uh, no, put it in the podcast, Huey. Who do you fear more? Um, but. It, when we started this podcast, you were kind of in a not ideal place inside your head. And you have come such a long way from where we were, where you were when we started. Um, you are a lot more open about how you're feeling and how you're doing. And that's pretty goddamn awesome. So I just wanted to say that I'm proud of you for the work you've done. Because it's some hard fucking work. And I know you're not done. And that there's more work you need to do. 
because toxic relationships suck and are a hard road to hoe to get over from experience. But yeah, I'm proud of you. And you're probably crying and have muted your mic. No, I'm not crying at this point. Okay. I, I say yeah. all, all my tears went to our letter writer. Okay. I write in. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm I'm fucking proud of you, dude. You've you've been pretty badass about that whole getting better. And I mean, you recently got a therapist and you've been going to therapy and I'm super proud about that. And you've been taking your meds on time. I have been taking meds. Well. That's one of the reasons why I'm going back to therapy to try to determine. What you need. Yeah. It's basically start the process over again and see what's going on there. Because I want men to understand what I'm going through with therapy a little bit. I'm not going to go into deep details of what I talk about. But this is just what we've determined will be the point of attack, so to speak, with my therapist. One, find somebody that you could be comfortable. If you go into the therapy appointment and you feel something is off, if you feel that you can't talk to the person, it's not them, it's not you, it's just not going to mix. If it's you feel that way from the get-go, it's not going to work. So do what you can to find what you need. I know from experience, as much as I have female friends I can talk to, for therapy, I'm the male. So, and because of work, on top of it, it makes it very hard to find a therapist. I luckily found someone that also works on weekend. Which is amazing as enough as it is. I have major depression. I have uh, the complex major depression due to basically getting a combo grief cycle that got stunted, which has now formed into a type of PTSD. I also have ADHD. And all the grand things that come with ADHD. Yay! ADHD buddies. It's a shitty club. It is a shitty club, and Noah will not allow me to have a coke cabin. Cocaine is bad. We can, um, it's uh, mass-produced coke is so bad for the environment. If you must do coke, do uh, small batch artisanal coke, so you're sure you're safe. Throw your Throw own. Your own. <laughs> uh, the only Coke habit I have is Coca-Cola, and that's not as and that's not as good, but it's still not as bad. And it's still terrible for the environment. It's still terrible for the environment, yes. Um anyway, one of the things that my therapist asked really was what do you want from this? And I was like, I just want to feel even remotely normal. But it was like trying to figure out how to go about that. So one of the things that I'm going to have to do, and it was going to be basically the focus of the therapy, 
the focus of the therapy is going to be the depression. Because if I can't get through the depression aspect of it, I'm not going to be able to even remotely go on any medication to help me with my ADHD. Because with my depression, a lot of the my depression manifests itself into sleep. Because which is super helpful. Which is, I mean, I love my mattress. It's the best adult purchase I've ever had made in my life. But it's an escape. And unfortunately, with that escape comes nightmares. So it's like, I'd rather almost rather live the nightmares than go through and quote unquote live life. Um, I don't feel anything. And the guy that just cried at the beginning of the podcast, um, I don't feel anything positive, basically. Um, so I have to relearn that anything positive that I might even remotely give me a little bit of joy that's not ugh. I have to like hold on and strangle so I could fall back to that memory instead of the memories that I can't have that are tainted because of the toxic relationship. My friend Donnie just recently, we were having a discussion and I mentioned my ex who, if you don't know on the podcast, I've dubbed as Umbridge. Umbridge is the most hated character in the Harry Potter universe. He mentioned the movie um, Midnight in Paris. And I'm like, oh yeah, I went through and saw that with Umbridge. And he was like, Woody Allen being a, Woody Allen aside, she's really tainted everything, hasn't she? And I was like, she hasn't tainted wrestling or Harry Potter. <laughs> so, if you, I'm not saying that you have to go through and make massive changes overnight, but guys, the more open you are about what you need, about what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, what help you need to get there, the more open you are, the more receptive people will be to help you. And people that you have guys that you're worried about, do whatever you can to show that you are open, show that you're receptive, show that you are there for them. It's all important in healing. Men have a higher suicide rate than women. Because quite frankly, women are tough. Quite frankly, women tend to have a lot more mental toughness because they have to deal with a lot of the emotional labor in life. Not just their own labor, but everybody else's. So, dudes, get help and dudes help other dudes. 
I'm going to end right there because basically I'm just going around and around. It's okay. It's a good thing. Yeah, don't. I mean, we're having a bit of a Karen and Georgia moment here because we're, we're talking about mental health and feelings and shit. And that's okay. Um, if it's good enough for uh, them, it's absolutely good enough for us and our listeners. Well, it's it's not about just talking about feelings. It's just about getting people to talk, which is a thing. Yeah. Get a therapist. This is the woman who doesn't have one, probably could use one, but I need a highly specialized one. And they're tough to find what I need. And what Bill might find useful is what's called an ADD coach. And most of them work with kids, don't work with adults. So, like, I had one for a minute. It was some of the best shit I've ever done for myself. It got me out of a toxic relationship. Um, It helped build some of my confidence back. Uh, Claudia was pretty damn amazing. Um, And I'm forever grateful that she was a part of my life. For the brief time she was before I moved up to where I live now. But they can really help. Um, dudes, it's okay to have emotionally intimate relationships with people you are not interested in having sex with. Don't believe the lie. Yeah. Be emotionally intimate with people and don't think that it's weird because it's not women <laughs> women die less because we're allowed to have emotionally intimate relationships with other people that don't have sex necessarily as a uh, as an outlet as you know the progression of things we're allowed to have relationships that aren't romantic It's okay for dudes to have that, too. That's why I'm so goddamn hype about my college football team. All the damn time. Because, I mean, they hold each other's hands. I posted a a link to Links to Make Bill Cry, wherein one of the former players is like, all I see out here are... are, uh, It was like about the NFL or something. It's... Buckeyes finding success and I love it and I want more of it or something like that. But it's just that culture of emotional intimacy that the team has. I mean, they walk out for the coin toss and they're holding hands. It's something I saw again on Saturday. Penn State walked out shoulder to shoulder, but they weren't touching. Our guys walked out holding hands and they're always, they're holding hands. They're hugging each other. They're lo- they're out loud. It's the coaches. It's the players. It's everybody. And if these specimens of peak masculinity in this hyper-masculine space can hold their friends' hands, it is okay for you to also hold hands with your friends and hug them and cry. If it is okay for LeBron James to weep openly and drop to his knees when he wins his hometown a championship. It's okay for you to do it too. All right? And you don't have to win your hometown a championship to do it. Yeah, you don't even have to, you know, make the make the team at Ohio State. You don't have to be 
a peak physical specimen or, you know, the greatest basketball player of your generation. You just have to exist and make that space for yourself and adopt that culture for yourself and your friends. Uh, Bill's talked about, he's got, it was what, your salad club? (laughs) Yeah. Now? Where it's just you and a bunch of friends and you like make food and you talk about your feelings and shit and it's you and and like dude friends and that's fucking awesome. Our gentlemen listeners can can do that sort of thing. Yes, eat your vegetables. One, eat your vegetables. Two, talk about your feelings. Yeah, eat your vegetables, talk about your feelings. And I think that's the that's the title of the podcast right there. (laughs) That's it. It's at least a subtitle, anyway. <laughs> All right. That being said, I think that put is a good end of the podcast for this episode. Yeah, we landed on an upper, finally. So again, you find everything about the podcast at xchromosomepodcast.com. Help us be independent so we don't have to rely on sponsors in the future. And it's getting ready to come to the time of year where we're going to have to like pay the piper for like hosting and things of that nature so anything you do will help us with that yeah it'll help keep you know the little ship afloat keep the lights <laughs> on keep the website up and running because maybe let us eat <laughs> let us buy a medication if we ever decide to go back on it <laughs> um give us help our staff that has helped us with other types of support if we can uh Thanks to that. Thanks to the the volunteers. I mean, come, I think I think after we would have probably like started to, like abandoning all hope if we were still doing this. Just you yeah, just us. It would have been exhausting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we couldn't do this without you. Without our without our um team, our volunteers, our team. Y'all are super awesome, and we appreciate you. And this is probably going to come out after Thanksgiving. But everybody be safe out there. And remember, you don't have to go home if it's shitty. Yep. And we all have this chromosome. And with that, Craig, get the fuck out. We All Have an X Chromosome is an xchromosomepodcast.com production. Executive producers are Noelle Dial and Bill Malvesi. Executive director, Bill Malvesi. Associate technical director, Huey Algool. Associate news director, Brian Grimes. Music by Alpha Riff. Hosted by Noelle Dial and Bill Malvesi.